You're listening to UX Podcast, a monthly podcast from Stockholm, Sweden, with James Royal Lawson and Per Axman. Moving the conversation beyond UX. Okay, welcome to UX Podcast number seven. And uh, it's our Christmas episode and the last episode of 2011, which uh, feels pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Yeah, now we've managed to do this many. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Per Axman. And I'm James Royal Lawson. And uh, we're on our usual location in uh, James's office, the B Team headquarters. Yeah. And it's starting to get a little bit colder in here now compared to the oh, yeah. sweltering heights we had in the summer. Oh yeah. Well, but I've had the heating on, so we're okay. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, today we have no preparations made whatsoever. We uh, had a brief conversation yesterday on Twitter, uh, realize, realizing that we may have different standpoints on the topic of today, responsive web design. And... Um, I've been doing a couple of interviews uh, recently with people who have done some awesome in, uh, responsive web design work and I've been a bit wary of what is this about and are we really taking the user's uh, well view into account and are we really uh, designing something that is for the user's benefit or for the organization's benefit. But I've seen so many values of basically the organizational values of not having to update different parts of a website. Uh, with different tools and stuff like that. Well, you want, do you want to back a little bit? And say, what is responsive? Exactly. Well, design. <laughs> Good um, point. Before we plow into yeah. a kind of yeah. you know, opinion-based answer to it, I mean, what, what, the, what the hell is it? Well, from what I understand, it was Ethan Marcotte uh, coined the phrase uh, in, a, in a, an article that I listed apart last year, and then he wrote a book about it. So uh, there is some sort of definition of responsive web design, but I doubt that the definition is common for most people. Most people just see a website that you can resize and it the whole website with pictures and fonts and stuff resizes with it so basically you have the same website being used for a desktop computer as is, is being used for an iPhone or and, and in the article you mentioned iPhone Minister Park yeah. that was the, the, the principle that was explained that you would with CSS mm. basically um, style sheets and media queries media so, queries yeah. well that's part of yeah. CSS yeah. Like you would, you would um, move Boxes around, mm. depending on the size of the display that you're showing the site in, mm. um, to get a more optimal layout. Um, right, and so the argument is that there's a benefit here that you can use the same site for all different types of devices. Yeah. I mean, it's come on very quickly, as always, mm. like we mentioned in the last podcast, yeah. um, that we developed so quickly, we're developing so, moving on so quickly within web that we're not having time to really learn stuff, but we're now seeing that they're adjusting their responsive design, thinking to take into account other aspects, such as pictures mm-hmm. or oh, right. resize images um, before or after on the fly and so on. So what I was thinking when I first saw this was that, well hang on, do I really want all the information on the website when I see the mobile version? And uh, my first thought was, no I don't. But then I realized seeing all the benefits of not having to update different uh, versions of the same text on different platforms, uh, there's such a huge benefit for the organization that there could be a value in here but then we would perhaps have to redefine what responsive web design means in different contexts and by that I mean that maybe we don't show maybe we can hide stuff from the mobile web user uh, in, in contrast to the desktop user which would not then perhaps to the religious view of what responsive web design is uh, be really responsive because that, that they would be a bit different but you would still have the same site and the same uh, information source 
for viewing on both devices. Or I, think, all devices. I, mean, I, I think responsive web design as described. I mean, I, what, I've, what I've done this year is I've gone through a little bit of a journey. At the beginning of the year, or the end of last year, probably, um, I was really explaining. I know every new site we do now has to be responsive web design. Yeah. Because that's just clearly a sensible thing to do. Mm -hmm. that we've got so many varying display designs and uh, display sizes that yeah, of course I'm going to make it adjust to fit that size better. And mm -hmm. you know, it's reasonably reasonably straightforward to do. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it makes your design process more complicated because you've got to effectively design four four designs for every single Yeah, and there's the, there's the blurring of images and the font yeah, sizes. This is, this yeah. is, I think back then a year or so yeah. ago, then I instantly saw there was certain drawbacks. Mm -hmm. But what I've, what I've noticed under this year is I've just started to find more and more things that I don't, re I don't really feel comfortable with. As I've learned more about what happens, what the consequences of responsive web design in the way that we've been doing it up to recently now. Um, and I know there's, there's been quite a few discussions about various aspects, mm -hmm. but um, um, one, one thing that really bothers me um, is, is just um, the fact that we, um, we, we learned that users, well, you have um, your situation with um, a website and you get familiar with the layout. We, we get told that with the interaction design things, that familiar, familiarity is a very good thing. So when you've got a, a site where you expect repeat visitors, mm. then there's a learning process. They come in a few times and using the site, they've got a lot better knowledge of how to use it and they feel comfortable with that. If you change something, you would be aware of the fact that they'd be irritated, that it's not going to work as well and so on. What we do with responsive web design out of the box is we throw a random design at them yeah. unexpectedly depending on where they happen to be sitting at the time. So when they sit there with their iPad or they sit there with their work laptop, perhaps they've got a work laptop with a screen that's... Um, you know, 1280 by 700, they come home and they've got a lovely you know, um, Mac with a giant screen and something's on a different, really different website. They can't find things. Frustration. Mm -hmm. That isn't good. No, I, I totally agree with that, but uh, scanning in and out of a huge website design on your small screen mm -hmm. phone, that's perhaps not the benefit either. Of, no, uh, people don't want, it, want that, so it's what we, what we say in Sweden. It's pest or cholera, which basically means what, what, or cholera. what, what illness do you really want to mm. have? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah exactly. So, a, so the, the way the way uh, responsive web design was described, at least in the beginning, isn't a solution. It's it's a part solution. It's probably a path to something else. It's it's a, it's, a, it's an aspect you've got to think about, and you know, clearly we, you've got to we have to produce mm. something that's right for the mm. context you're viewing the site mm. in, and co the context often includes is. Includes the size of the of, of the exactly. um, but uh, so I I've started to think well yeah I can see responsive being quite good um, for various mm. desktop screen sizes, mm. but another thing that I've I've spotted this 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 year is I how frustrated I am with responsive websites from my mobile. Okay, they irritate mm. the hell out of me. I've noticed mm -hmm. compared to sites that have dedicated mobile sites or at least detect. That yeah. it's a mobile device I'm visiting with, mm. um, and give me the option of switching between mobile and desktop. Ah, so, so you rather prefer so choosing. So I, I like yeah. the choice. Yeah. Was, I don't, in some ways, I don't care if it's uh, responsive or not. Yeah. But actually, from, yeah. from a mobile perspective, I, get that. I can't even see. I don't care if it's responsive because I can't yeah. change it. But what I know is I can't pinch zoom. I can't, I can't look at the full site if I want to. If I'm familiar with the full site, suddenly I'm locked in. Mm. I can't do anything. There's no way you can't. Most most sites that I've tried, I've seen and tried, they're they're stuck at the at the mobile width, mm. and that's it. No, there's no there's no button anymore. They've got in this 
iteration well, of the site. They've got one of the full best implementation now. At least one that visited. Yeah. So probably you can implement it in different ways as well. Yes, exactly. Which means that responsive web design doesn't mean anything unless you really are talking about what will it, how will it behave in the mobile context as well. Exactly. Context king there. Another thing that I've noticed too is, and you touched on this with um, with the fact that responsive web design doesn't doesn't get rid of anything; mm. it just moves it around. At least in again the, the traditional yeah. <laughs> traditional. It's something that's only two years old and yeah. <laughs> traditional version. It's just hiding something or it's moving it. Yeah. Um, which means you see some responsive sites which are incredibly slow on mobile devices because they're loading. Five scripts, yeah. you know, JavaScript libraries. They're loading um, some kind of video player in the background or something. Um, yeah, they're, they're all the original full, images. Full yeah. desktop site is mm. all getting loaded in the background, mm. but it's okay because we don't we don't show some of it. Mm. But my, my little web browser in my little smartphone yeah. is still having to eat all this content. Mm. It's still downloading five meg of, of, of files and things yeah. and pictures to display. And I'm on, I'm on, I've fallen back from you know, 3G to Edge, and you know it's, it's got like 20k a second, and I'm waiting, <laughs> I'm waiting 10 minutes of my journey yeah. home for, for a web page to load that's responsive mm. and looks lovely on my screen once it's loaded. It doesn't help me either. Mm. So we need to really need to stop talking about, we can, yeah, there's, there's the good umbrella word, responsive web design, but then we need, really need to start talking still about what do we really want to show the mobile user, and then we can approach it from a different view, uh, which is what Luke W talks about in Google Mobile First. So design the mobile website first, and then figure out how to expand that mobile site into a, the desktop version. That's definitely more helpful yeah. way of going about. That's it. more attractive for me, for me as well. And, and, and what I really like about responsive web design is that it actually forces people to think about what can we take away from the design to make it work in all devices. Mm. What can we remove? It's all about making a minimalistic site. And, and then the mobile first, yeah, first the mobile um, thinking is, is more sensible in that you, you start off with, here's the bare minimum, how can we, you know, yeah. now we've got a little bit of extra space, is yeah. it something we really need to add to this? Right. Or is it good enough with the simplified yeah. version we started? Exactly. So, so what we're saying now is responsive design, responsive web design, um, isn't at all a really good idea or a good phrase. It's, it's better maybe with some like contextual yeah. web design. I know people have suggested uh, adaptive or something that, like that as well. well I, think, I, I, th I think adaptive is still pretty much same as responsive. Yeah. Context, we're, we're talking context. Yeah. But that's much more important. So than we're talking now. user first still. Yeah. We can't just say, and what people are doing now, which is really frightening me, is taking their normal website, the one that they have today, and say, slap on a responsive website on this and think they have a mobile website. Which basically means that they have not thought about the user experience at all in the mobile context. No. They just have a website they can check off and say they're managed. We now have a website that works in mobile devices, but it sucks. But nobody's going to say that. Well, works and works. Yeah. Um, technically, we have problems with JavaScript libraries on on smartphones. Mm. That some smartphones they can't cope with some of these JavaScript. It doesn't work on them. Right. Um, it's not as easy as just. Uh, we're not quite there yet by saying it will be standard on all mobile devices that you can cope with the, the same programming techniques we use for the desktop sites, just you know, display it differently. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you that we, yes, it's very good for maybe people managing the websites from a content viewpoint yeah. to have one place where they're pushing all the, um, the content, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to push it out no. all in one you know, club. You can still push it out. You can still push it out in different ways. Different ways. No, you can format and so on. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's, that's a good and smart thing. Mm. 
Well, you've got you've got to take into account um, you know, how the person is going to be consuming this, um, and not just expect it's going to be lovely. It's going to look lovely, but does it work lovely? Exactly. And you still need to figure out like uh, the size of buttons and stuff like that, because you just can't resize things and think that based on some algorithm that resizes everything that it will be big enough for a thumb on a mobile screen. Mm. As well as sharing buttons, perhaps they need to be bigger as well mm. on a mobile screen because that's a sharing context more than perhaps the original website. I have an, an interesting problem. I have, a, I have a Galaxy, a Samsung Galaxy Tab 7-inch um, as a tablet. And one interesting problem I have is the screen on that is 1024 by 600. Mm. So when I'm in, in portrait mode, I almost always get um, a, well responsive design mobile mm. sites, the, the slimmest version. But when I flip it to be landscape, because it's 1024 yeah. pixels wide, a lot of them move up to their next level. All right. So and then it weird. completely changes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a weird, it's a weird mix because yeah. they they designed it often for desktops, mm. maybe iPad, but so far ones I've seen. It's often that they're expecting this to be on the computer, now, yeah. not on the tablet. Yeah. And it, it's it's quite disturbing that the site changes so much when I just tilt the, mm. the device around. Um, but also, it doesn't doesn't work as well. <laughs> so yeah. it's um, it's not. You know, there are these breakpoints. You have to yeah. responsive web design is always going to have a, a number yeah. where at this many pixels we're going to change to something else. Yeah. So there's always going to be some devices where that's going to be disturbing. Exactly. And also there are contexts uh, with designing, well you have mouse over effects, mm -hmm. they're never going to work on the mobile device, at least the way they look now. Well, touch, and touch and especially special forms as well, where you move stuff from one form field to another, and mm -hmm. interactive elements, sliders sliding, and so on. Yeah. Um, impossible on a, if you have a sliding element on a mobile version, it's, it's, you can't do that on the, on the website. Exactly. So the, that's a perfect example. That's where we really need to think about we need to use our fingers more on the mobile screen when we use the mouse more on the desktop screen. So that provides a completely context. different way of interacting with the website. Yeah, yeah. Interaction based on your context mm -hmm. is very different and responsive mm -hmm. by itself. Yeah. Well, out of the box isn't going to do it. So it seems again, James, that we are agreeing. <laughs> yeah. In a sense. Kind of. But it's, yeah. um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just this, this definition of responsive design. Cause yeah. At the moment, the understanding it is, like you said, of just just on the surface messing around with the style sheets yeah. to, to just an existing thing. And it is funny because I see a lot of people, when they're demoing responsive web design, they take it up on a big screen and then they show, well, look at me resizing my browser and look at the website change and look at this. But that's not a user context, that's a demo context of responsive web design. People are never going to see that site and resize. Supposedly not. You saw it on your on your phone, yeah. but you, the, I mean the context is that you only see one version of the site when you go into with the mobile phone. You're not going to see the site resize, so don't be awed by the resize possibility. Be awed by having a something that looks really good on a phone and something that looks really good on a desktop. Mm. That's what you're looking for, not the resize functionality of the no, other thing. No, in most cases that's not going to be helpful. There's um, I think another another thing that I've I've not seen enough talk about is. Um, Making designs designs respond to the height rather than the width. Right. Yeah. And I actually think that's perhaps like better mm. than the width mm. because you know we in recent years we've almost always had um, all the, the the fashion in web is centralized web page 
um, you know, you've got you've got body content and sidebars, yeah. and it's centralised in your browser. Yeah. So no matter if you you go full screen on a massive screen, you're still going to have a accessible looking site in the middle. What we see a, a lot more variance of, you know, the 960 wide model of web design that's that's quite established. Heights of pages. We've 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 now gone through the netbook phase where people have the tiny screens. That's dying out now. Um, so 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 less than. So, so less than 800 pixels, oh, well, uh, still less than 800 is quite common. Yeah. Um, yeah, 7, 6, 8 and so on. But it's becoming less common. Um, but it's still variance there, quite a lot of variance, more variance than width, I reckon, uh, because of the way we design. Yeah. So often things can have calls to action of mm. important um, messages and so on that you want to convey from whatever it is, whether it's mobile or so on, yeah. they disappear below the fold. Yeah. And your as a responsive design adjusts and moves boxes around, but in some situations I still push you below the fold. Might be fine on the mobile device because yeah. you're used to scrolling, mm. but I've seen a few of these designs where well, you push everything because, out of the way. Yeah, yeah. if you because I, I on my normal work computer, one of my windows is almost always 1024 wide, just to have as a test. And yeah. the other ones I have bigger, but I keep one quite deliberately quite narrow mm. to see what happens. Mm. And there I can see a lot of responsive designs are kicking in. The, the next lowest version, and things are vanishing. Yeah. And I, I, you look at pages and you think, what the hell is this page about? Because mm. suddenly the main heading is now mm. off the page and it's all you can see is navigation. Yeah. Oh yeah, and people love these huge top headers mm. with graphics and, of course, below that, one of these slider elements, mm. <laughs> which completely disturb what, what you're actually trying to do and get the user to perform on the site. So I'd like to see so apart from wanting to see more, um, more context-based um, design that uses responsive thinking, mm. I'd like to see more use of, of responsive heights. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. To to improve, mm. you know, our, our ability to get across mm. the, the main call to action or whatever it is we have on the web page. Yeah. And I want to have people thinking about how do we get the call to action working on the desktop? How do we make the call to action in the mobile platform? Not thinking about how do we make the desktop fit into the mobile, but where is the call to action in the mobile? You've got to understand the difference in, in what you're trying to do because, mm. you, by context, you don't. It's it's not always likely that you have the same goal mm. when you're visiting a site from mm. your mobile device compared to when you're mm. visiting from your desktop mm. device. It does overlap at yeah. times, but not always. Um, so so then again. Mm. You've got different needs. Yeah. And you need to watch users using the site and using your, your content. Testing. Before, yeah, testing again. We always come back to that. Get out there. <laughs> Goob! Get out of the building. I love that word. Get out of the building. Yeah. Oh, I do like that. So basically what we're saying is that uh, responsive web design is a tool among many, but it's not an answer to anything. It's just one way of solving a problem, perhaps, depending on the context and depending on what you're trying to achieve. But it's not the be-all and end-all of, of a mobile website. Uh, actually, far from that. No, it's it's mm. it's not a it's not a uh, you know, um, it's it's not the ultimate solution. Mm. Um, it's close but no cigar. Um, it's a good it's a good thing to think about, good thing to consider. Mm. Um, but I think in many ways it's a step back from where we were a few years ago, mm. where you were forced to really think about what you had for a mobile site, and it was slimmed down, and it was more adjusted to the needs of the mobile site. Yeah. That's a better world. Mm. <laughs> we are a grumpy old man, aren't we? Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and with that note, I guess we'll uh, 
Call it a holiday. I have actually no idea how long I've been talking for. Oh, me neither. But, but I've said enough. I think that's for once. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. Well, and hope you've enjoyed the um, eight episodes of UX podcast mm. that we've produced this year. Yeah. Is it eight? I think it's eight. It's eight with the pilot episode, yes. No, it's seven with the pilot episode. No, this pilot episode is zero. Yeah, but then we skipped in the middle of it. No. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> We've done, we've done, we've done quite a few things. Yeah. And hope you enjoyed it. And hope you join us again next year in January for some more exciting yeah. things. Ciao. Bye bye. You've been listening to UX Podcast with freelance consultants James Royal Lawson and Per Axman. For more information or to subscribe to this podcast, visit uxpodcast.com. Thank you.